I'm Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theatre Company, and I want to welcome all of you to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Today, we have someone who lives up to that uh, in a big way. This is uh, our guest today is Danielle Long, who is currently starring in our production of The Royale by Marco Ramirez. Danielle, welcome. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) How are you today? (laughs) Oh, I'm fine, Jerry. I had to give a little tribute to Matthew McConaughey. I was wondering. I thought I've I've heard that before, but with a slightly different accent. uh, (laughs) Oh, I didn't hit it. Texas accent, yeah. Um, Danielle, um, tell us about uh, The Royale. The Royale. It is inspired by the life of Jack Johnson, which was the first black heavyweight champion of the world. And fascinatingly enough, it's also written by Marco Ramirez, I like to try to roll my R's, um, who's also a writer for Netflix original series. I thought that was kind of dope. He's, he's written a number of things uh, for television. Yes. Um, and uh, this is the first uh, big play of his, I think, that's, yeah. that's, that's hit. So other than being about uh, Jack uh, Johnson's life, yeah. and it is a slightly fictionalized sure. version of that, uh, it's got uh, larger themes, I think. Yes. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that before we go into who you are and what your background is and okay. all that stuff? Well, um, I, I will say that it, it taps into the conflicts, the inner conflict that one may have when their aspirations, his aspirations to be the greatest fighter in the world, conflicts with maybe societal expectations and then familial expectations. Mm. So I play his sister, Jack Johnson's sister, and um, I really try to be the voice of reason as a person who's afraid of what could happen if he were to become the first black heavyweight champion in a world where perhaps there was a white dominant mentality. I think you can remove the perhaps from that that sentence, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. I, I mean, I, I, I think that all of that is, uh, is, is part of the play, uh, the, the weight uh, on, on his shoulders. Um, and I think what uh, uh, the character, Nina, who, who you play, sa- says to him is essentially, it isn't just going to be you who have to carry this burden, but it may be other people that you'll never meet and never True. even know about. Um, and so she's really bringing a heavy... Um, uh, question into the room to consider uh, at, at a point when he m- might reasonably be at his most uh, mm. jubilant, you know, and, and excited uh, about his uh, his career. Let's jump back just a little bit then, Danielle, and talk uh, talk about you. You are a member of the Actors' Equity Association, and you are um, performing uh, in the Royale. You live now in Raleigh? I do. I live in Raleigh. <laughs> you know, this has been something my son and I had wanted to do for a while. We were living the last few years in Rocky Mount, which is just an hour east. Right. And I took an acting class here at the Burning Coral Theater one time. We would do that commute. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness, we moved here about a year and a half, two years ago almost, and it was perfect timing um, for me to be able to really audition for some of the theaters here. Mm-hmm and be able to practically do this. Where, where uh, were you uh, originally from? Where were you born? Well, I was born in Philly. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say Philadelphia. Philly, if you know you're from Philly. Yeah, I was born yeah. in Philly. Yeah. But we moved to North Carolina when I was nine, July 4th. Okay. I moved uh, 
when I was nine. To, Did you? Uh, yeah, my family moved from uh, Nashville to a smaller town uh, yeah. 30 miles away, which felt like a continent away <laughs> at, at the time. But um, so very, very few remembrances of Philadelphia? or Well, of my childhood, yes, more so chopped pieces, pieces and Little thing, little vignettes, but otherwise, I do go back and visit from time to time. My father's still there, and we were there over Christmas. Okay. Yeah. There's a very a strong theater scene in Philadelphia. Oh, so true. Yeah. And I never tapped into that. Well, and, you were a little young at yeah. the time, but uh, so uh, so. How did you get involved in acting? Was that uh, something that you were doing from as early as you can remember, or did you have a kind of cataclysmic uh, event in your life that that pushed you in that direction? The former, darling. Mm -hmm. I can remember being nine and being asked, what do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And saying, I want to be a famous actress. But I don't remember when that decision was made. Mm -hmm. That's what's fascinating. Interesting. So I, can, um, I do know when we moved from Philly, I know the last thing that happened for me in Philly in school, so that would have been elementary yeah, school, was grade. being third grade or so, coming in, being called into the auditorium because certain students were picked to be in this play. Right. And this would have been my first play. But mm -hmm. I, I got in trouble for talking or something and had to be <laughs> sent back. Wow. So I never, got, I never got to do the show. So wow. North Carolina ended up being the place where I had my debut. Your launching ground yes. was North Carolina. That's good. Do you remember the first uh, performance on stage? Yeah, so besides in school, elementary school or high school, it's a writing scripts, um, skits myself and uh -huh. doing things in class. The show would have been 10th grade, Rocky Mount Senior High, Rocky Mount, um, playing Dorothy in The Wiz. The Wiz okay. And it, it, I fell upon it because really the upperclassmen had to be the lead role. So an upperclassman had the role at first. And that young lady ended up switching schools. Uh. And voila. That's lovely. That's <laughs> lovely. That must have been an exciting uh, experience for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, really was. So you uh, you sing obviously as well. I do. <laughs> and um, and Danielle, is that a is that an, again an innate uh, talent, or did you train for that? How, how did you? How does that come about? I I would say yes. Like the acting, it is innate. But I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts right. for undergrad, and so I got to. Yeah. hone things, and, but it's been a long time since um, I've been doing honing. So I'm having the opportunity, thanks to you, Jerry, thanks to you, I'm able to hone this thing with which, on which I've been on a hiatus for 10 plus years, Jerry. Well, uh, we're, we're happy to do that uh, uh, and, and delighted to have you involved in this production. Um, the, the work in the class was, was really strong too. That was a really good uh, year. You yeah, know, thank you. Some years we have um, you know, good classes, and some years we have great classes, and that was a great class oh, where the, the work being done was yeah. very, very exciting. Um, Danielle, um, so the School of the Arts, uh, you went there for, f so uh, yeah. a, as a, co a college? Uh, I actually started there my senior year of high school. Right. Yes, yeah, so I went to Rocky Mountain Senior High, 10, 11, and then auditioned for the program, the high school program, and went there for my senior okay. year, senior high, but then of course re-auditioned against the world. Right. For the college program. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's a that is a world class program. So you have some significant chops to get into. Um, You're very kind. Get into that. Well, it's a, it's a pretty obvious uh, uh, 
fact, when you look at the people who come out of that program and the, you know, the uh, professors and, and things like that, yes. um, what do you think, uh, I'm just so curious about that, like, what prepared you for that? How did you, was it, was it just that production of The Wiz? Or? Yes, you know, I can specifically remember saying, Mom, what did I put on my application? And I was like, well, I guess I put what I have. So I was like, The Wiz, and then church plays, you know, yeah. which had been a few little yeah. scenes. And um, I think I got some audition book from the library that had monologues that were written by students, you know, or something. Yeah. I guess that's against the rules yeah. now, you know. But um, so the grace of God. Yeah. I remember my monologue being one of them, at least. I did something where I was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and I had braces for the senior, my, my senior of high school. Teeth braces. Teeth so. braces. Uh-huh. And I remember them bringing that up in the audition, wanting to know, well, when do those get off? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you had some uh, talented uh, classmates, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. The arts, yeah. Arts, yeah. Did you study with Jerry Friedman at all? Yes, he was there while I was there. That's exactly right. Yeah. Jerry's an extraordinary uh, uh, talent, uh, was an extraordinary talent. Yeah. talent uh, and um, we had a very uh, peripheral uh, relationship with oh. him. When we did a Hair a few years ago, yes. he, he came and did a lecture for us uh, before one of the performances and stayed and, and saw the production and, and liked it very much. Said did that he? He, he thought that a, particularly the second act of the play, but, but the whole production was closer in spirit to the original production that he directed that he for the public theater yeah wow then then most of the subsequent productions that he had seen and I was oh, very, wow. very pleased to, to hear that yes um, but uh, but I've just been so impressed by the the quality of the, the actors who come out of the School of the Arts um, what uh, when you when you did that when you finished at the School of the Arts what did you do next I know you're a lawyer now yes. was did you immediately say uh, scrap this idea uh, to hell of, with uh, it. Working in the arts. Uh. I'd rather be a lawyer. Yeah, no, yeah. no. In fact, you know, I, um, it's amazing how the school is developed now with their, the direction in which the graduate, the students, the, what they do after they graduate. But uh-huh. at my time, um, the plan was definitely that the senior class goes to New York and performs in front of in the consortium. Like a showcase. Right, a showcase. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they go to L.A. and New York. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. but um, ours was just New York, yeah. and so I participated in that and then went up and did the hustle and grind of trying to make a name for oh, myself. So you did, uh, you, you lived in uh, New York City? Oh while. yeah, immediately I went, uh, well my, the first gig I had actually before I went to New York was during the summer preceding and I did Puck mm-hmm. at the Manteo Project in Manteo in, in um, North Carolina yeah. and was cast from a, one of our acting professors at the school who was directing that show. That Shakespeare Theater down, yeah. down in Manteo, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so then I went to New York uh-huh. And um, it was an interesting time. My very first job was with a touring company doing dramatic, dramatic adaptations of 20th century literature. Yeah. I think it's 20th century. In schools? Yes, yeah, so we yeah. went to various age schools and we literally put our, our, we were driving a truck where our set is in the back. Mm-hmm. Take it apart, put it together, stay at a hotel that night, and drive to the next city. I did the you exact did same thing. That's how I got my equity card. Oh, yeah. wow, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, awesome and uh, terrifying at the yes. same time. But we would uh, we would bring a basketball with us, and the cast would play basketball because we were almost always setting up in the gym. You know, oh yes, exactly. Yeah, us, gym like auditoriums. Right, right, right. You know, they, they didn't have the, uh, the 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 kinds of stages that uh, one would hope that uh, middle and high schools. Uh, 
uh, in the United States of America in the 21st right. century, or this, in this case, the 20th century would have. Yeah. So, um, so that's that's good. And and did you work in New York at all? Did you do showcase or, or yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah, I did do some shows. Um, out of the showcase, I didn't get any agents. So. For a while, I was just hustling on my own. Eventually, I did get a manager. But prior to that, um, I did, I guess you could call it regional theater, because uh -huh. upstate New York, through yeah. a production of Ragtime, Where I got that? my equity card. That was at Gateway Playhouse, I oh, believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. And in New York City proper, um, I did like some world premieres of original pieces. And in um, right above Harlem, what is that, Bridge, Bridge Heights? I know mm -hmm. I've got the name wrong. Something. George Washington Bridge or, or further up? In oh, I'm forgetting the name. But it's right above okay. Harlem. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did uh, For Colored Girls. Yeah. Um, Steel Magnolias. I did that in another kind of regional New York mm -hmm. company. Upstate, uh, yeah. upstate thing. Yeah, there's a ton of that stuff. A lot of them are still still around. So oh, yeah, yeah, do very well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, <clears throat> when, when a young person grows up in North Carolina and, and has a, a talent, an obvious talent, and is able to segue into a world-class program like the School of the Arts, uh, and then get sort of dropped on the doorstep of New York yeah. City, uh, which is a, another education. Uh, it was frightening at first. <clears throat> what, do, you, do you have time to think about um, why you're doing it at all? Um, mm. You know, for me, no, there was no, I think for me, since I'd always known I wanted to do it, it was just simply a matter of knowing, well, this is my path, and I'm here to become that famous actress I always wanted mm -hmm. to be since I was nine. Um, so no, there wasn't a point where I was thinking, why am I doing this? Even when it was hard, I was never thinking, why am I doing this? No, I didn't have that. that. Yeah. And it's interesting because now being much older, darling. Um, I think about how I probably would have gone about things so differently, just even in my mentality, and yeah. if I had gone even to the School of the Arts at this age. Right. Pardon our air conditioner. It, it makes funny noises it's, it's, from it's music. time to time. Yeah. It's music. It's percussion. Just like in, in the Royale, <laughs> we have unique percussion. It sounds more like gas to me, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll go with percussion. That sounds better. Yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. So, so there. The reason I ask is that it, it seems to me that there's, uh, you know, and has been for centuries, a, a kind of fear of the arts by the establishment, by the status quo, uh, by the the powerful elites. A fear of the art, the arts as as a um, a change mechanism, right? Mm. A, a, a mechanism of effecting change, which can be potentially damaging to the status quo and and so uh, in fact by definition dangerous to the status quo uh, and yet so often when I talk to artists I, I hear that same answer I you know I'm not thinking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, I just, what would happen if I did a play mm. I just want to do the play uh, uh, do you think now that you're older and you have a young son who's yes. uh, t uh, 10 11, 11, 11 mm -hmm. yeah do you, does that idea come into your, do you, do you think about that at all, or do you talk with So maybe about like it? the political ramifications yeah, of yeah. theater? What you, I think it's you, Jerry. That's it, you. Well, it may just be me. No, I do, yeah, and that's why you're the fantastic as an artistic director, yeah, and like, I'm going to have a theater and make change, gonna, right? Whereas for yeah. me, I think it's, and probably for a number of artists, it's because it's, it, it ha we, we need it to feel fulfilled, and it, yeah. it's a part of our, we have to create because 
we have to. Yeah. So um, that is interesting. I yeah I I certainly do believe that the arts. We artists, without us, this world would be so boring. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I thank you for bringing up the fact that, yes, the arts beyond making this world more colorful and interesting, they yeah. can also impact politically. And yeah, I think that's right. Uh, social, uh, social, social issues, that yeah, that's as so true. with the, the Royale, for instance, to yes. circle back around yeah. to that for a moment. Um, are there are there particular? I'm gonna just keep uh, picking at this scab no, for okay. a moment. Are there are there particular kinds of plays that you like to do as a as an actor that you feel like that that uh, urge for for self expression is is satisfied more fully? Like uh, uh, you know, the the Wiz is a is a musical, obviously, and it's a it's a fun and sort of well known story. But there's also a a political element to that story, I mm. think. Uh, um, uh, it, it just simply the idea of, of taking a, a something from the Western European tradition uh, and and putting setting it in an African American milieu is mm. is political in and of itself. But but I think within the story also there's there's definitely some some uh, um, politics going on. So does 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 that help you as an actor? Um, there being a political message or a, yeah, yeah. in helping me decide on doing a show or enjoying it or feeling yeah, fulfilled by it? Yeah, I, think, I guess that's my question, yeah. You know, again, now having taken a 10 plus year hiatus on this, I right. haven't been, of course, so this would be me looking at it through the Royale. And you know what's interesting? The other day at the cast party, darling, yeah. <laughs> we were, reading some reviews. I, I Before we were oh, reading really? the reviews, <laughs> before we were reading the reviews, I remember I was on the fence on, do I read reviews? Don't I read reviews? Yeah. Do I read them? So anyway, I gave in that night and we're sitting around having some sangria, reading the reviews, having a ball because they've mm. all been wonderful, Jerry, as I know you know. So far, so good. So far, so good. Keeping yeah. our fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, standing ovation, ovation every night. We just got to put that in there. So anyway, so... Knock at on the, wood. Knock on wood. At the end of this particular review, it did seem as though the reviewer was starting to talk about really some of the political issues, social issues, right. as it relates to the show, et cetera. And it's interesting because as we were seeing that turn happen in the review, our director put her head back and said, oh my gosh, please don't say hashtag Black Lives Matter. And we all laughed because she said, that's not what we're trying to do here. So it's interesting because I will say for myself and obviously for the director and I think for the other few who agreed in the moment, is we're probably not looking at this show as we do it as a social message. Mm, okay. Isn't that interesting? interesting? And yeah. we're not, um, if anything, I think we're looking at it more so of this guy making history who's just got this drive, this aspiration to become the top, and right. that these other political things do surround it. Nothing's going to stand in his way. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's very much uh, true. Um, uh, and um, are there? And the people in the audience, I don't I don't know if their question is that. Um, yeah. They're trying to give send us a message here. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I, I think all of all Maybe of history is a message. It's in, true in some way, but particularly when you're looking, you know, one of the things that we like to do, and I, I swear I don't. 
think about this when I'm picking plays, okay. but, it, but often after I've picked the plays, I see very clearly that they're about what I call hinge moments in mm. history, you yeah. know, a moment when we could have gone one way or we could have gone another way. Mm-hmm. And because of the forcefulness of a, of a, of a single individual mm-hmm. often, in this case, Jack Johnson, we went the right way, mm-hmm. or in some cases, we went the wrong way. Right. As when we did Enron a few years ago, oh, for instance. You? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I do, I do think there's there's some politics in that, and and then just in in sports in general in America at least, you know, sports is a a, a milieu in which the African American community has exceeded um, expectations mm-hmm. for the last uh, half century at least, and 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 a lot of that. Um, is is physical, you know, uh, and what I what what I love about this play is that it suggests that that there's another side to that too, the the mental mm-hmm. side of it, because the entire play there's not a single punch that lands throughout the course right. of the production, right? Uh, right. Uh, but instead, the the punches that are thrown are the are the words, you know. Mm. Uh, so so to me, yeah, I, they land abstractly. Yeah, 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 and they make you realize that there's a, a human being in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not trying to shove this down people's throat, but I do think there is a, a political element to it. Um, and I can appreciate, and I do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the audience is too. From what I'm, what I'm getting. Um, uh, the response that I'm getting from people just anecdotally in in the lobby and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you want to do now that you're you're you must be almost thirty by now? Oh, uh, listen to him, <laughs> almost thirty. Well, um, uh, you know, you certainly look uh, very young, but I know Thanks. you do have a, a a young child, and you've been out of acting for ten years or so. So, so what uh, what would you like to do going forward uh, as an actor? What what would how would you like to see the next ten years unfold yes. in your and life? Um, so, uh, so yeah, how how would you like to see uh, your your life unfold in the next ten years? And maybe if there's a a big picture idea in your mind of how the community as a whole would unfold. Uh, well, that's interesting. I now at this juncture, I'm a, I'm approaching the. F- the fourth decade, so I'm 38. I'll be 39 in July. It's a good year. decade. I can, I can speak from experience. <laughs> oh, the it's 40, a very good the, decade. Yeah. yeah, the 30s or the 40s? 40s. Oh, the 40s. Okay, so I have something great to look forward to. Yes. Uh, I find, especially having a young son, this this has been a challenge balancing the rehearsal schedule on top of working as a lawyer and being mm-hmm. a mom. It's yeah. but it's been exciting. But it, in some ways, I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm back studying for the bar in terms of this the schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I wonder if film and television would allow me to have shorter commitments and, and be back home with my family, uh-huh. that being one benefit. But then also, ultimately, I would like to be branched into film and television. Mm-hmm. And I have to be in a movie with Denzel Washington because it's my mother's wish. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he's making, uh, eventually going to make all of the... Um, August Wilson plays, right? Oh, he's, is that his goal? Yeah, he's going to film all 10 of them is what I understand. Wow, so, this is so good timing. Yes, let me get my head shot in. Yes, in. Yeah. And as far as, so film and television for me, branching into that, um, and then as far as society, I'm enjoying, I'm what well, as a black woman, naturally, I'm enjoying seeing more opportunities, it appears, for black women. Yeah. Um, 
and black folks in general, um, and being having creative expression that is being rewarded and highlighted, and the opportunities being created for more diverse casting. Uh-huh. You and I have talked about that some. Yeah. Does, does it matter to you, like if you're, if if we were doing. Um, uh, the Trojan Women, you know, which is a 2,500-year-old Greek play. If yes. we were doing that play and we cast you in it, would that be more interesting to you as an artist, less interesting than if we cast you in somebody like Nina, who's, mm-hmm. who is an African-American woman? It would be more interesting. It would be more interesting. I told you, like, okay. I told you with the upcoming um, season, which is going to be so exciting, I'm like, I totally want to audition for XYZ, XYZ, which would be right. roles that traditionally would be... Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's exciting. And it's, imp- and it's important to me, too, for... I think the more we, the audience, and people see diverse casting, mm-hmm. the less unusual it will seem and the, and the more... as well as the more exciting it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, more in commercials we're seeing yeah. black and white couples. And, and start know. seeing beyond the surface and start yeah. seeing the person's yes. inner life. Yeah. I, did, I knew I'd get some politics out of you. Ah, yeah, I know. Right. Some way, somehow. <laughs> very good, uh, very good. Well, Danielle, thank you very much. Oh, we appreciate it. Uh, this has been a lovely uh, interview. And the Royale runs for two more weekends through April 23rd. Yes. Performances are Thursdays through Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. Tickets are available at burningcold.org uh, or at 919-834-4001. They're cheap. And the show is terrific. It is one of the best new American plays that I've yes. come across in a while. And we have a cast to deliver the goods. So, uh, so come on out and see the Royale. And uh, join us uh, next week where we'll have Avis Hatcher Puzo, oh, who is the director of yes. the piece, will be joining us uh, to do a, a second uh, podcast on the show. Oh, thank you, Jerry. Okay, thanks for coming. Thank you.